yeah, if I used to stay in Europe, maybe I would have never played in this big festival. Maybe yeah. I would have never had my own company. Or... First of all, thanks, man, for uh, doing this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, it's um, like pretty fun to that I have traveled in Vietnam and I met you and now we're doing a podcast. So yeah, yeah thank you for doing that. My pleasure. Um, do you want to share a little bit about yourself first? So my name is Romain. I'm 34, graphic designer for about 20 years. And I set up my company in Vietnam for about seven years. Mm-hmm. And uh, working mainly with branding and graphic design, a bit of website, both for digital and printing, mm-hmm. with around 300 customers for the past decade. And uh, you explain yeah. tell. <laughs> yeah. And you're also doing a lot of music. Uh you've been yes. huge lives with hundreds of people, thousands. Yes, big thousands. Names. Yeah, music is like my uh, second uh yeah. second second strings of my uh, bow. <laughs> and uh yeah, also been doing that for about twenty years. Awesome. Just practicing when I was young, and then also doing my own uh, productions and remixes doing yeah. some DJ set and some live acts with some few instruments. Awesome. Yeah. I think we're going to talk about all of that. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. First question I ask everyone yeah. is uh, what's your goal and how much, how far do you think you are to, from getting there? I don't think I have like a, a real goal, mm-hmm. a, like a really clear vision of what I want. But mm-hmm. uh, yes, every day try to make things better than I used to do the day before and um, try to learn some new skills when I can and uh, try to find bigger and bigger customers mm-hmm. and uh, step by step to uh, make my company grow. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. it. No, uh, no clear vision yet. I'm still, okay. uh, <laughs> still following the flow. Okay. Sounds like a goal also to follow the flow. Whatever, whenever, yeah, whoever is actually see uh, <laughs> the opportunity that comes to me and mm-hmm. sees them. Yeah, uh, and you have a creative agency, Eight AM. First yes. of all, I like the name. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I didn't yeah. choose it. Mm-hmm. It was my uh, previous business partner who chose mm-hmm. it. Then, uh, to be honest, I haven't had any idea of how to name it, so <laughs> I just kept it like this. Sounds cool. <laughs> we already have all the name for the domain and all the social networks. Mm. So I see now there yeah. is some other companies having the same name, but oh, really? they have to put some dash line or some dots or some uh, okay. weird naming, but the, like the proper naming. The first one. Yeah. So oh, that's, that's cool. cool. It's nice. So uh, I keep it. And you have come to Vietnam 13 years ago? Yes, correct. Okay, that's a lot of years. <laughs> that's a lot. It's basically a, a third of my life already. Maybe more yeah. than a third. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was 21 when I arrived, mm-hmm. kind of young, still young today, but. <laughs> <laughs> Did you came with a plan to stay like long term or became like a goal later? I think uh, in my head, it was like uh, already settled that yeah, yeah, when yeah. I left France, I say I want to discover new things. Vietnam was the first destination, obviously, and uh, then I stayed, okay. but maybe I would have moved to another country or something. I needed okay. to see. Uh, other places of the world. Cool. Yeah. Sounds uh, exciting. I would love to come here and stay like a long term. It is maybe, maybe very, uh, <laughs> very nice country to live in. Very mm-hmm. chill. Yeah, very, yeah. Uh, 
people they can see Vietnam like as like a not developed country, which compared to some country Europe, of course, is not as developed. But the the lifestyle here is quite pleasant. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you, even if it's a communist place, in a way, you feel a lot of freedom. Yeah, in your movements, in your everything. Even in the um, everyday, like the way that you drive. <laughs> Yes, you can feel the freedom, but it's exactly. like way more free to. Yes, and yeah. uh, like people are mostly living in the streets, you know. So mm. if they go out to eat every day almost because yeah. you know you can for one or two dollar you can have full meal. Yeah, and uh, basically I love that people <laughs> going out a lot, and sometimes you know there is some big families they all live together in a small place, mm. so that's why they need to be out a lot. Okay. Because, like, for for example, the grandparents they got a house, then the children live there, and the grandchildren live there. So it's maybe like ten people in twenty square meter. So okay, sometimes well, you just go there and sleep, and you need to be out of the rest okay. of the day. So in the beginning, you had a, a bar, or did you do something else in the beginning, way before the creative agency? The thing is, uh, when I arrived, I didn't really wanted to uh, to have an office job. Okay. I say, yeah, I need to do something else, and uh, I wanted to explore the music side of my uh, mm. my artist uh, stuff, and uh, so I got the opportunity to uh, buy back a bar in the mm -hmm. old quarter of Hanoi, and uh, after nine months in Vietnam with a friend, we bought it fifty fifty, okay. and we uh, we keep it five years. Mm -hmm. That was the length of the contract. But after that, you know, nightlife and drinking <laughs> and being happy, smiling every day, whatever happens, it's quite difficult. So yeah, yeah. when you're young, it's fine. But when you start to getting old, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's more and more difficult to stay up late all day. Okay. No weekends, no day off. So, so. was it sudden, like the movement to design or it was like um, a smooth transition? You already was doing, you were already doing design? Yes, I was already okay. doing design. And even uh, with that, I was still a designer uh, doing all the design I needed for my bar. Okay. And uh, that helps a lot to uh, mm -hmm. when we do events and stuff to bring more guests with nice flyers and uh, invitations and stuff. Yeah, true. And you had like um, a background, I remember, in architecture before, like, yes, before coming I, uh, here? Yes, I studied. So basically, it was a mix of graphic design and interior architecture. Okay. So, um, but at the end, I still prefer to do uh, the graphic design. Yeah. <laughs> More exciting? Mm, I don't know. I think it, it suits me better mm -hmm. compared to uh, inter-architecture. Yeah. It was at the beginning, I um, I didn't knew, but after the studies, I knew it was graphic design. Yeah. And you also transitioned from nightlife to 8 a.m. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, I was uh, famous for being known as sleeping late. And okay. People are having fun. Like, why uh, your company is 8 a.m. and you never... Uh, be awake at this time. So uh, I was saying, yeah, that's the time I go to sleep. <laughs> but now I actually wake up early now because, okay. you know, when you have proper company with people to manage, you need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. You need to uh, wake up in the morning. Yeah. Like uh, the motto of uh, our company is uh, the early bird catch the worm. So. Yeah, okay. So True. if you're not waking up, <laughs> you're not catching anything. Okay, yeah, I agree. Um, so most of your clients are from Vietnam? Um, yes, most of them from Vietnam. I will mm -hmm. say uh, we have maybe uh, maybe more Vietnamese than foreigner customers. Okay. 
maybe a bit more Vietnamese, yeah. And uh, I also have some uh, customers from abroad who uh, okay. contact me via my website. Is it from Asia or the whole? Like, Anywhere. Europe? I got some customer from the US, from Africa, okay. from Australia, so okay. Europe as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, most of them, maybe all the continents already. So mm. that's cool. But of course, mainly in Vietnam and even more in Hanoi, as yeah, we're in Hanoi and where people, they like to at least maybe see you one time in real to uh, yeah, yeah. then after we can work by mail or whatever communication service we can use. Mm -hmm. But of course, when people, they are trying to find a creative agency, uh, Hanoi, they, they try to find somewhere they are living. Yeah. Even if with our job, we can do for anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, for me, uh, I didn't really have any local clients. It was really the opposite. So yeah, I can understand that feeling of not knowing the other person, mm -hmm. like not for them. It was very weird to start working with me, like, uh, okay. <laughs> without meeting me. Okay. So yeah. Before what I, I did is, uh, I did some, uh, logo contest on a website oh, okay, called yeah. uh, 99 design. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a bit weird for me uh, like to work like this. I didn't knew. So. I think I did about hundred contests. Okay. I won about 10 of them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So now I used to do that when, for fun, when I, I did got some uh, free time uh, in COVID, thing, COVID uh, time, you know, ah, you, you went back into it when uh, you were in a, no, COVID I just started during, uh, during I COVID. Did it during I did COVID. COVID yes. Oh, okay. Why not? <laughs> so sometimes it. it's frustrating uh, to work there because you think you do something great and the client, you see what they choose at the end. You're like, oh my God, this guy doesn't understand anything. But <laughs> yeah, that's why, uh, I mean, you pay for what you get. Yeah, I think, yeah, I was in the 99 design, like uh, way in the beginning, like I was still in school, but okay. was trying to find freelance clients. Okay. And from graphic design to school, I realized I don't have any experience with how to talk with clients, how to read a brief. So mm -hmm. I found that our website and I was trying to, it was like a training to try to, um, read the brief correctly and also communicate with the client. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I did it. I also did the same thing, mostly as a training, mm -hmm. uh, training thing. I didn't expect to win any of them. I think I went, uh, yeah, maybe also around 10, something like that. And then I, so yeah, basically, uh, I started with and design within the COVID, mm -hmm. like, uh, some of my guests have to close their business. So mm. they basically don't have a job for me. And uh, also there are no new guests coming because everybody was staying home. And I got still, still got a few projects. I mean, compared to maybe people in tourism industry or like hospitality where for yeah. them it was like zero business. I think for us graphic designer, we still have some job because mm -hmm. not everything rely on COVID, you know, some yeah. activities still going on. So. Anybody who's doing a business need a graphic designer. So that's yeah. why I think in our industry, we are quite spared, even yeah. if we lose a bit, probably, of course, uh, some people more than the others, but mm. I think it's, uh, still managed to survive in this time. Yeah. Uh, so you jump immediately, you didn't work for any office. You immediately jump into your own business. Yes, correct. Okay. So when I just, actually I was, uh, already like doing design since I was young on my laptop mm -hmm. for fun. Then uh, in France, when you are, I think it's uh, 13, yes, 
12 or 13 years old, mm -hmm. they ask you to go to a company for one week oh, okay. of your choice to make like internship, a week internship. Okay. And at the time I already choose a, a branding agency. Okay. So that sounds uh, nice. That's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, you know, I, I say, yeah, I like the idea of drawing and logos and stuff. So okay. I found that company and uh, yeah, it was fun. It was fun over there. And nice. uh, yeah, yeah, so basically uh, since the beginning, it's almost written that I'm going to be uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think if branding. you look back when you are younger, you can immediately see like the signs of Yes. where you were and, uh, going. I remember when I was like even younger, I have a kind of small uh, notebook mm -hmm. and I used to draw logo on it to redraw okay. logos like <laughs> Nike, Adidas or whatever the logos. I was doing that already. So Okay. Uh, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <You're already new. laughs> so. Uh, so is it difficult to start like a designing business in Vietnam? Uh, yes and no, because I would say in, if you have like a you have a final good lawyer and you want to set up the company there is always a way to do it for not that much money of course when you set up a company you mm -hmm. always lose money but as mine which is like mostly uh online yeah when i uh handle my stuff only by mail or we meet in coffee and stuff mm. so yeah that's uh, easy to manage okay and uh, to set it up was not mm, it took me about two months okay. when I decided to do like proper mm -hmm. before I was just like freelancing yeah. and uh, still having clients like this. But when I decided to focus 100% on uh, design okay. and you do mostly like branding and then I guess they need like the graphics cards, uh, website, yes, the, and extra things. Actually, it really depends. Some customer, they, they come to me, they say, OK, I'm, I'm launching a new brand, so I need everything yeah some customer they just want to redesign what they have mm. or some customer they just want to have more design of more stuff okay so it's really a, a large panel okay it's uh are you doing also like so i went recently to viet climbing mm -hmm. uh, which is a climbing center here in hanoi yeah and i then um saw that it's in your portfolio you're yes. the one did the Correct. branding uh but also the gym inside the walls and everything still has the branding so yes. were you in charge of that like no actually it's okay. it was a architecture company who did oh, okay. the, the interior design mm -hmm. and then from that from the 3d I, that i received okay i uh, tried to find a way to make a branding and the inside they did to mm -hmm. look similar so sometimes uh i'm the one working first and mm -hmm. then the interior designer Follow we'll my job, okay. or sometimes it's the other way around. Okay. So uh, mm. it depends on how the the client they organize themselves. Maybe they for them the branding is more important, and then the interior follows. Mm -hmm. For the, some uh, clients, it's the opposite way. So again, it's always uh, yeah. You need to adapt to the needs of the customers. Mm -hmm. And is it difficult to do the branding in Vietnam? As you said, it's like a development country. Uh, I would say design is also in development. Like yeah. sometimes uh, I have some, I think mm -hmm. to me, this is great ideas and a great design and uh, really like innovative. Mm -hmm. But at the end, when the customer see that, you say, oh, it's too, uh, it's a bit too crazy for me. I need something more simple, <laughs> something going. So the job is to find the balance between something the client wants, which is sometimes boring and uh, out of context and a mix of 
my uh, crazy idea, something like uh, never seen before, and people are uh, shocked. So <laughs> you need to find a balance in the middle. So okay. every time the client try to bring him to his way, and I try to bring him to my way, and we find something in the middle. Okay. Do they understand like the the utility and the um, the value of branding? Uh, Because... More and more. Okay. More and more. It's in development. Like also. Some some people they don't understand at all, you know. Yeah. They, for them, it's like a waste of money and time. Mm -hmm. So when I can see a customer react this way, I would say it's better we not work together mm -hmm. because if you don't understand why I'm here, so better to yeah, not yeah, use me. Yeah. And sometimes they, yeah, it's a bit. Uh, you have to say no. You cannot take all the clients, even yeah, if even if you need money uh, like anyone else. Yeah. You have to, you have to know when you want to say no. Yeah, for sure. I think it's the same everywhere. In Greece, it's the same. Like a uh, huge percentage will not understand yeah. uh, what you're doing. But yeah, I'm curious to to see like if it's a bigger percentage here or not. Because when I'm working around, I can see the stores and I understand they don't really care. It's like yeah. only a few that do have some uh, yeah. branding but some like identity. when i arrived uh, 13 years ago it was like a, yeah <laughs> even worse than that of course so they yeah. are changing their mind quite uh, mm -hmm. quite fast compared to uh friends i would say for example but oh, okay when you are you are in france and you walk in the street and you see uh, the shops more of them all of all of them they have kind of a decent branding yeah sometimes it's amazing sometimes it's just okay but at least it's decent yeah, yeah, yeah. here is like no branding or like terrible branding <laughs> at some time you see a shop you say oh that's nice that's a nice yeah. logo that's a nice font so that's mm. nice yeah. but uh takes time and, yeah uh, so it's even more amazing that you started so many years ago yeah it's awesome and uh so the way i, I start is as you know i work in the, my bar and the mm -hmm. night industry also work uh, in some bars and restaurants and nightclub as a manager And then, so I had the big like uh, contact book with yeah. a lot of people, and uh, that's how it helps me to uh, get my first clients. Mm. Plus, so you made a connection through the bar, bar, and uh, all through the yeah. rest of business. Yeah, so because when you work cool. in this business, you talk a lot with people, yeah. you meet a lot of people. So uh, that helped me first, and then these customers were happy, introduced me to other one, another one, mm. word to mouth. Yeah, that's plus the best the, way to, to build a clientele. Plus, when I uh, just recently, about two years ago, just redone my website and uh, all my social profiles, that's also uh, helped me to uh, to get more mm -hmm. customer. Yeah. Because before it was like uh, old dying website, yeah, lazy to update and difficult. <laughs> so again, during COVID time, I say that's time to uh, to okay. rebrand a bit or yeah, yeah, yeah. just to brand a bit to be more uh, so you, serious you about the image everything everything okay <laughs> just kept uh, the best project of the past mm. and uh, okay so now whatever you're posting is new yes now everything oh, i will okay, post is new okay. all the past stuff is already post so okay cool yeah i'm seeing you like behind you have <laughs> so many yeah instagram the same so you are I mean, I probably don't use Behance and, uh, and Dribble the way it should be used yeah. and the way uh, it should catch the, the <laughs> view of uh, the people. But uh, I, I mean, 
I don't say I don't want people to see my work, but uh, like for example, I have a rule is I will post four images per client. Mm -hmm. So of course, not all the clients are the same. You know, sometimes yeah. it's like a big international brand, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just the the, the corner, uh, the shop of the at uh, the corner of the street. Yeah. But I want for them to look all the same. Like I mm. treat them all of them the same way. So there will be four images of them showing on my uh, portfolio and website. Okay. So that's good. All of them the same. Uh, yeah. Okay. Same level. Behance and everything like the tools you have. It doesn't matter as long as it works for you yeah i mean i could get more viewer i hope to have more visit and more view like yeah. anyone who is posting but i'm not doing it the way it should to get it okay but uh, i'm not willing to change yet okay. this. <laughs> because behance is also a lot like uh sometimes some personal projects of people yeah. or some uh like they go really deep in the one brand and put a lot of picture and a lot of mock-up Mm. And uh, so for me, it will be too complicated, too uh, a lot okay. of time and resources to make it uh, yeah. look like this. So I just use BNs away like it's a, more or less a mirror of my website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel the same way about YouTube, actually. <laughs> I, le I learn a lot of things that I need to do, but I'm not yet ready to start doing them, <laughs> like just doing it for fun. Uh, but yeah. I would like to grow it. So definitely at some point I need to start doing those things. Yeah. <laughs> there is no secret. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to, you well, have to. Where do you get most of the um, like clients? Is it your website? Besides the word of mouth? Uh, beside the word of mouth? Yes, the website. Sometimes from the referral website. Like uh, I think there is some website called Clutch. Okay. Clutch. And I don't know because one day what I did is I write like a graphic design agency, creative agency. Oh, and you find and I, and I look on Google, <laughs> the website going first. And there, I think there was like four, five or six kind of websites like this. Mm -hmm. When they say the best uh, creative agency in Hanoi, the best blah, 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 blah. And I see it was like only referrals website. So I say, okay, I will create a profile on each of them with my company contacts, uh, website, email, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And uh, yeah, I got I got quite a few uh, requests okay. from there. I was surprised. That's clever. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about it <laughs> because you can find a similar like um, for food and restaurants and stuff. So why yeah. not uh, graphic designs? Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so I guess like I, I remember like your projects look way better on your website than Behance. Mm -hmm. So if most people go there first, then it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Yeah. If you don't spend the energy on Behance. Yeah, but the thing is, uh, like, I spend the energy on the website. Mm -hmm. And basically, I think now there is four, five, five uh, social networks where I post. Yeah. Basically the same uh, yeah. same image, same text. Yeah, I just yeah. copy and paste. If you but change, it's like too much. <laughs> if I have to make each adapt for each social network and each specificity, that would be a lot of job. and. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have time to. Uh, yeah. We work on ten years projects to remake them. Like, uh, yeah. for so, sure, uh, that's a decision that I took. But I say at least on if people they go like I think there is Facebook, Instagram, so Behance, Dribble, mm -hmm. and uh, LinkedIn. Yeah. So if any of these people they go to see my uh, profiles, mm -hmm. they have all the projects I have done. So it depends. So people yeah. they can check on their favorites. Yeah, true. Support. True. Yeah. 
I'm trying to also be in all of them, but at the same time, I understand I cannot like do a different thing for each one. I need to like copy paste. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, like, and, it's crazy. Uh, sometime I would just like uh, wait a few months and then upload a, a round of uh, projects. Okay. So uh, I would not, when it's done, I will not post it straight away. Mm -hmm. So for example, I just did it last week. I have five projects to post and I said, okay. okay, one per day I will post. Mm. And then I worked until now. I think I have four or five more nice. ongoing projects, which I will post mm. in a few months. I think that's the best way to do it because you have like a bank of uh, posts. And you just, yeah. Because I don't do that. And I <laughs> I am like, uh, I'm going to post like every day on Instagram for three months. And then I have like uh, six months of nothing. <laughs> so it's like uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's the same. Like uh, I think the last time I post, it was in November. Okay. And now it's, this is July. So it was a while. <laughs> and I got some notification. Hey, you should post. <laughs> Long time you haven't post anything. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I know. But <laughs> I also don't really care. I just do it because it has to be done. It gives you mm -hmm. like the the seriousness of the company, like uh, the um, credibility. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I will not post every day. I will not share stories. I will not mm -hmm. do... Uh, all this kind of stuff. I just so that's why I say I want to be here so people they can find me. Yeah. But I don't want to spend energy on that because it's uh, even myself personally. I don't use any uh, social network as okay. myself apart from LinkedIn yeah. because it's a bit different. I would think. But even there, I just don't post anything. Mm -hmm. It's just like people they can find me to see like my company is serious because someone behind is the director and stuff. But mm -hmm. no Facebook, no Instagram, no personal stuff. Okay. I used to before, yeah, but um, I don't know. I think it's uh, in a way it's destroying humanity. So <laughs> okay, I think How? it's not good. Yes, looks like people they uh, they show themselves the way they are not. It's okay. they try to to show to everyone they have the best life yeah, yeah, than yeah. any other, and then when you look at them and you face them, you say, "But you are not the guy I see on the Facebook. You are not him, or you are not her." Mm. And uh, it's people looks fake online, so yeah. And um, so I prefer not to be involved in that. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> Especially Instagram, I think. Uh, yeah. Even if you don't use like um, filters and uh, changing the face shape and the it, eye. Yeah, this is what I want to say. Like, even if you don't do that, you just when you shoot like three hundred photos and you pick. It's like picking like the best part of your life. Yeah. So it's um, kind of fake also. Yeah. So I of understand. course we never uh, post uh, yourself when you're like uh, sitting in the toilet <laughs> and dirty and crying or whatever. Yeah. We yeah. always put like a sunset on the beach and yeah. look, my life is amazing and yours is shit. So yeah, yeah it's. Uh, I decided. I think I quit Facebook around three and a half year ago. Okay. Three and a half years ago, probably. Mm. And uh, more and more people are quitting. Yeah. And, um, I don't know anyone using Facebook now, even anymore. You see, uh, <laughs> you see, they are like Instagram and I think Facebook too. They now they are hiding the, the number of likes. Yeah. So uh, that's a step towards to uh, that shows that this is toxic yeah. for people. And um, yeah. At the same time, I feel that people need to understand that. Like when you're using Instagram, that what you're seeing, 
you shouldn't feel like feel like bad or <laughs> you should understand that that you know this is just to pass your time and it's yeah. not real and yeah it shouldn't affect your life that much yeah uh, personally it didn't affect me but i was mm. just uh, for the people i knew online and offline i uh, don't have the feeling i see the same people so okay. i prefer to not see their uh, online lives lives you know, okay, and just yeah. focus on i know them like personally better <laughs> and also some people like they are sharing some uh, political opinion or uh, uh, yeah. religion opinion and i don't care you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, or they are sharing the, the what they are eating tonight or <laughs> uh, whatever stuff like something i don't really care and i don't have time to waste for that so yeah the best solution is just to delete it and waste your time on mm. something more useful so in the bar what else did you used from what you said you build a lot of uh, connections through that mm -hmm. did it help you like in the beginning um going going later on to to the design agency did you get any business skills from that for example uh i get some business skill uh, like kind of managing my staff okay uh some way like a handling problem mm -hmm. like uh mm -hmm. You know, I was quite young when I got the, this business and let's say it was almost my first job, more yeah. or less my first job and mm -hmm. straight away being owner of a business. So you don't go with, through the older class, Yeah. but it was a small business with uh, not so many employees. I got three at mm -hmm. the time. So I was basically doing everything from <laughs> a, a cleaning to bartending, accounting, oh, security. Shit service <laughs> so uh, i went through everything so uh, okay. helps me a lot you also learned vietnamese was and it through the bar mostly through the bar yeah. oh, okay with uh, especially my staffs like uh, some of them cannot speak english so i have to speak vietnamese okay. then i think the most was when i was in the restaurants working as a manager there okay. and all the kitchen staff like none of them can speak english <laughs> and so yeah that helped me a lot and uh then you can i also have a good friend at the time which uh, was already talking vietnamese oh, okay. and we were hanging out a lot and i was like hey what this word you say what it means and what okay. it means and what it means and asking him a lot a lot and remember remember step yeah. by step yeah because like having clients and not uh, speaking vietnamese will be like very difficult i guess yeah almost impossible yeah because i have i have quite a few customers like yeah. uh, they cannot speak english so we yeah. do everything in vietnamese from mm. the first emails to the when they share with me their projects mm. what they have in mind what they want so yeah i have no issue doing that in vietnamese which is yeah. uh, good which is nice. important if you want to uh, i think in any country you lived you need to speak the language to understand yeah. what's going on mm -hmm. around you and to interact with people yeah otherwise you are like a tourist all the time yeah <laughs> even speaking english is not enough mm. i mean I, I, I used to speak english before coming to vietnam yeah but vietnam they don't speak yeah, that I don't, much yeah english. i don't feel it's very useful here like for example the <laughs> same in france you know in france people they don't, don't, don't really speak english yeah. very few of them so Wherever you are, it's better if you speak the local language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, here, like whoa, only tourist place, and they not I notice they speak uh, English, yes. but all the other places, yes, nothing, nothing. So just pointing and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Google translating. Yeah, yeah. 
but it was no, you know, it was fun. And uh, speaking the language is something that makes you feel home. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, whatever is happening around me, I can understand what people are talking about, what they are doing. Yeah. Do you have any stories that they speak like in front of you Vietnamese because they don't think you know? Because you don't look like a Vietnamese. So. Uh, something very funny. I was in Taiwan mm -hmm. in the subway and uh, two Vietnamese guys. So obviously I didn't knew they were Vietnamese at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I see they are here and they look at me. And one guy said to the other, oh, look at this beard. You have a very big bear, amazing. <laughs> and, uh, and the guy looking at me and then I replied to him, thank you in Vietnamese. <laughs> And the guy was like so shocked seeing a white guy speaking Vietnamese in Taiwan in the subway, you know, <laughs> so funny. That's but so he could have said something bad, eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe I could have gone more mad, but say something nice, so it's cool. <laughs> I don't know, even if you say something bad, if you say like, thank you, it's a fun story. <laughs> and maybe I will uh, swear to him because of oh, course yeah. that's the first uh, things you learn when you Love the language is yeah. the slang, the bad word. So maybe I would have instantly, I don't know. That will be also a fun story. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I'm seeing your new tattoos actually. Yes, it looks uh, pretty cool. It looks quite black. Yeah. Uh, it will fade away with the time and be more like the others. You get, you've got all of them here, I think you said, or? Yes, most of the, uh, okay. yeah, all the one you can see, yeah. Is uh, with the same guy. The okay. same guy did uh, almost all my body. <laughs> How many years is is working on? <laughs> well, uh, basically, the tattoo artist have the shop next to my bar at the time. Mm -hmm. So he come to see me. I come to see him. And oh, okay. I really like tattoo at that time. I have just small one, like one here and one on my leg. And okay. And then one day I say, okay, I need, I want the full back. <laughs> so he did my back. Immediately, the whole back? Yes. <laughs> and then after uh, the, the shoulder, then the arm, okay. then the underarm, and recently uh, the hand. Okay. And um, you still have the legs to go <laughs> to do? <laughs> uh, it was really painful, I have yeah. to say. And uh, the things with the tattoo is the more you do, yeah. the more you feel the pain. <laughs> it's increasing every time you do tattoo. It's not something like your body gets used to, it's the opposite. Okay. So <laughs> now I think uh, I never use like the um, I don't know what to say in English now. I use the Vietnamese word. They say tukte, which okay. is the kind of the cream to make you oh, to uh, protect it to make you not feel the pain. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I don't remember. I don't remember the English word actually. I remember yeah. the Greek one. <laughs> okay. So, so. I believe, so basically, it's a cream. You put it there. You leave it. I think it's uh, about it? a half an hour. Okay. And then uh, when it's like basically uh, make your skin not feel the pain. Okay. Have you tried? Not yet. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm always wondering. Does this really helps? I'm, uh, <laughs> it helps for the client, but it doesn't help for the tattoo artist because it makes your skin really, uh, really hard. So the needle okay. it doesn't penetrate really well the skin. So you have to go a bit deeper and okay. more time. Mm -hmm. Because I also, uh, I also study tattoo with uh, this guy. And okay. uh, yeah, it was five years ago. Mm -hmm. I did like a full year of training with him. And then uh, after that, I think I did about uh, about 100 tattoo to people. Wow, okay. <laughs> but um, as I'm quite busy with the uh, graphic design and branding, so I, I put on the side. 
but I'm happy that's a, a skill I know now because yeah that's awesome actually and like, uh, you just like it and you learn it and then <laughs> yeah you don't need anymore you, you and uh, it's funny it. because the this guy is a Chinese oh, okay Chinese and so uh, both of us we are talking together in Vietnamese <laughs> so okay. he's here for uh, I think a bit longer than me mm -hmm. already got Vietnamese wife and children and okay. uh, Yeah, so it was my friend, then he became my uh, master, as we say <laughs> in the tattoo world. Mm -hmm. He's my teacher, my master. Mm -hmm. And uh, now it's still doing tattoo for me time to time, if I still have some space left, which is... <laughs> Do you also have the front or uh, just your front? front I have uh, here and here. Okay. Not here yet. <laughs> okay, so you have still... Uh, I think some... maybe uh, <laughs> by the end of my life, if I have a decent life, uh, I might have the full body. Let's see. <laughs> cool. Why not? <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, when you do one, and I mean, I think for most of the people doing tattoo, it's kind of a drag, you know, you do one and yeah, you want you another want one and another one. But for me, it's maybe more extreme than other shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about me. I started here. Yeah. So it's a little bit in the front, a little bit on the back. Uh -huh. but here but i need to continue it now yes and then after <laughs> here and then, and then oh this arm looks full but this arm looks empty so i will do the other one yeah yeah, yeah. it's always like this you always want to add something to make it balance in the way you think sometimes just a detail to balance yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the other side sometime uh, yeah i don't yeah it's uh, <laughs> but i like it i mean i don't get the ball i think mm -hmm. this this hand is made about 10 years ago Okay. And I still like sometimes look at it, enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Did you forget about it? Because even for me, I don't have it long enough. I already am like used to it. Like it's like part of me. So yeah. I don't even notice it anymore. Yeah, of course. It's nothing yeah. I don't notice. I mean, now for the hands, I notice it a bit more. Yeah, it's, it's new. new and it still hurts. <laughs> But I'm, I'm sure in a month or two, it will be like, I was always like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Did you have like a big motorcycle? Uh, I used to have a bigger motorcycle. Now I just have like a scooter because actually in Vietnam, the streets are not like uh, yeah. quite uh, sleek and soft everywhere. There is some holes, yeah. some uh, small streets. So that's the first reason why I get rid of the big bike. Mm -hmm. And second reason also is because there is a trunk. And in Vietnam, it's often raining. So um, it's good to have a trunk where you can put like your raincoat, yeah, your helmet, few, uh, few yeah. stuff. I like also noticed it stuff. with a scooter we're, we're renting here. The trunk is so useful. You have everything yeah, yes, there. It's so useful. And normally uh, I have it always on my backpack. Yeah. So it's like uh, heavier. Yeah. <laughs> But here you just dump everything in there. It's yeah, it's so convenient. <laughs> yeah. And also like as it's raining a lot, when you're on a scooter, your feet, they are protected yeah, on the rain. true. When you have a big bike, yeah. you fit outside and every month you throw away the pair of shoes and buy a new one because yeah. you destroy them. Mm, true. Yeah. So maybe the big bike is good for the nice day. And when you want to go like around Hanoi, yeah, yeah. go out of the city a bit from yeah. some uh, countryside road trip. Yeah. But when I need that, I just can't rent yeah, you a can bike rent. for a few it's days. It's very cheap here actually to rent. Yes. So yeah. really affordable. So yeah, because if I just own a big bike and keep it there and uh, never Doesn't use it, it would be like yeah, <laughs> maybe uh, not start after a few months mm -hmm. or a few weeks. I don't know. So okay, maybe in the future. What did see. you use to ride? It was a Honda Hornet. Okay, and uh, 
yeah quite uh it was quite nice i miss yeah. her a bit <laughs> but uh the the scooter is much yeah. more convenient it's also yeah more convenient for inside the city yes and so much traffic like i never drove like an automatic before yeah and i realized like it's so convenient that i don't need to yes. hold the clouds oh, every two seconds my hand used to be that big just because it's <laughs> clutch like this but yeah did also, you start driving here or do you use driving in france actually i start motorbike here in okay. france i just have the car driving license okay and uh when i arrive in vietnam i mean vietnam is really not adapted for cars yeah so it's better to have a bike and so the first day i ran the bike I mean, I know how to drive a bicycle, but bike I didn't. Mm -hmm. So I take the bike and the first time I put the gas, boom, I went straight away in the car in front of me. Oh no. And the guy, the guy who read me the bike was like, <laughs> oh no. But now, I mean, uh, now I think I can drive bike better than car probably. Yeah. Because a long time I haven't okay. driven car. So you never really noticed the difference because I noticed the difference driving in Europe versus driving ah, here of course of course yeah, it's, it's like, like uh, different in, the I thing is in europe there is the rules you follow the rules when you drive yeah i felt that i need to learn again the new rules here yes that's <laughs> totally different rules yeah like for example uh you should never really pay attention of the color of the lights yeah, yeah. red or green you just pay attention yeah. if someone bigger than you is crossing it yeah yeah you know the rule here is the rule of the biggest so the, the truck they have a high priority yeah the car then the cars mm -hmm. then the bike then the bicycle and then the working people okay and whoever is bigger pass will, will pass so okay. they will know they will look at you they say i'm bigger than you so you will break and you you break okay <laughs> that's that's the rule <laughs> okay yeah and actually of course there is a lot of accident here mm -hmm. but um people are not driving fast Mm -hmm. it's between 30 to 40 kilometers yeah, no, per hour yeah in the beginning i just tried to follow everyone else <laughs> like being between other motorcycles especially yeah. in the roundabouts and stuff like that because it, they're all going like yes, at the same time you don't know so i was just having uh, two people to protect me from the side and just <laughs> follow them uh but now i think i got used to it yeah and uh, like i said you're not going fast so it's yeah. easy to to follow the flow yeah exactly actually like it now i'm gonna miss doing like u-turns <laughs> everywhere like yes. whenever i want just yes. i just beep and i just turn around it's like okay <laughs> and you know sometimes the, the the crossing the street when you're walking yeah it's a kind of experience here yeah, yeah yeah what you need to do is you need to walk and you need to walk slowly and follow the flow and when people are coming with a the bike they will see the speed you're walking so yeah. then we decide if they go behind you or if they go in front of you yeah and uh, when you when i see tourists like they are here coming in out back yeah, yeah, front yeah, yeah. and that's very dangerous exactly because the guy in motorbike cannot anticipate yeah, 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 if he can go in doing. front or the back so if you just follow flow and not run yeah you have no problem crossing anywhere yeah. um i remember in the beginning when we came i already knew that but still i had the instinct of not going back, but you know, uh, going a little bit slower and slower and slower until I stop and then, then uh, go through. So I was in the middle of the road, just stopping. Uh, and now when I'm driving, I see tourists going back and forth. I'm like, what are you doing? Man? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I was like one month ago, like this. So. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I never, uh, I got uh, two accidents. 
Okay. But by my own, not okay. with uh, anyone at the time. But uh, does the first one count going straight to the car? <laughs> uh, no, this one does not really. I see that it was like uh, just starting the bike, and because actually it was not uh, automatic, it was uh, okay. manual. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the first, uh, yeah, the first step is like the motorbike is really reactive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't tell me you need to start with number two. Yeah, you don't start with number one. Yeah, because the air of the bike is. <laughs> crazy but okay so it yeah. was like a small in, uh, incident one accident is a raining day oh. and i uh, and the road was shitty and i was driving a bit fast okay. so the bike went being like up down up down bumping bumping and i uh, crashed into a bike well packed like this okay. so i tap one and all the bike ting 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 ting, ting. <laughs> then, the like people, the then the people go out they like so pissed off oh, so no. i give them a bit of money and i run away <laughs> oh no yeah because me all the movies happen, they will not kill you but some you need to get out of there very fast you give the money and you go that's mm. it you know. and the second one it was uh also by myself i also raining and i slide on the the white line mm-hmm and uh, fell down of uh, on the kind of street it was grass on the side okay so not that a big deal okay but, uh, but you're still fine <laughs> still fine yeah. yeah when it's raining it's raining so hard it's so difficult to ride here yes. and i didn't ask you actually about detaining oh yeah uh, if you want to talk a little bit about that because i know you played for uh, with some big uh, names and for yes, true thousand thousand of people so Yes, true. So I knew someone who knew someone who liked my music, and then this guy ended up to organize some festivals. Mm-hmm. So I used to play with some uh, big name of uh, top hundred DJs, also big names of underground uh, scene, and uh, yeah, that's. Uh, but now for me, DJing is more like a passion, okay. more than an occupation. I mean, I have probably uh, as much skill as DJing as I have in design today. But um, okay. it's more difficult to find uh, to find uh, your place here, okay. and uh, sometimes I'm feeling people they are they are trying in the DJ world. They are not helping each other. They are trying to uh, block each other to take the best spots, okay. and uh, so it's more difficult to find a way. And uh, I used to produce something I don't do for many years now, and uh, I think nowadays if DJ they they want to go out i mean uh, be out of the mm-hmm. the crowd to be above they need to produce okay to have something like different mm-hmm. so maybe uh i will go back to producing one day yeah. sooner or later yeah. when i will have maybe uh less design i mean mm-hmm. something i uh, i still open now for the moment i really focus on design but yeah, yeah. maybe in the next few years i will try okay. to focus more again on the music nice yeah, I remember you said before even coming here, you already signed with some labels and stuff. Yes, so, correct. Uh, okay. So yeah, it was kind of the in the good uh, direction with the music there when mm-hmm. I was back in France. But when I ran in Vietnam, the music style was really like uh, really, really bad. <laughs> really bad, really in the past. And yeah. uh, now they just recently kind of uh, playing, start to play decent music in few places. Okay. So step by step is slowly coming mm-hmm. and hopefully in a few more years, okay. it's going to be even better. Maybe, uh, yeah, I think also that's beneficial to you 
either in music, either in design, like you're a little bit further ahead. So yes. you can kind of predict what's going to come later on. Um, I don't know if it's helpful with the design agency. Um, I think it might probably help, yeah. Okay. And uh, even in terms of music, you know, the, the music I used to play uh, here 10 years ago mm -hmm. is the music who now starts to play in some uh, yeah. new nightclubs opening and stuff. Even for the design, the things I've done and uh, now, sometimes I see the, I don't want to say I, I influence the, the design world in Vietnam or anything, but uh, I can see uh, the difference before and yeah. now. And uh, mm -hmm. because the some of design I've done, they were quite uh, mm -hmm. widely uh, spread, especially uh, when I've done some design for big festivals or for some big brands. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you see, I saw a before and after yeah. we compared to a few designs. So it's interesting. How, how many design agencies are right now in Hanoi, for example? To be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> I think uh, I can probably count four or five that's, okay, that, so I can, that's, that I can find uh, yeah, on the internet. That's not a lot. So you, there is maybe a lot of independent artists, of course. Yeah. Uh, but the one I can find on the Google and uh, yeah. when I search for graphic this is where uh, agency most Hanoi. Look I would say about five. Okay, so that's not a lot. <laughs> that's not a lot. I don't, and when I you, don't know uh, how many uh, agencies there is in cities in Europe okay. and stuff. I have, uh, so that's interesting. I mean, it's kind of, um, I know, it's good for you, I guess. You can be a name quicker here than in other countries if you don't have so much. Uh, yeah, of course. I think all the things I have done here, I could have done because of the experience I used to have from Europe before hmm. and coming here, like yeah. uh, bringing some new stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if I used to stay in Europe, maybe I would have never played in this big festival. Maybe yeah. I would have never have my own company or, mm. or maybe yes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe Give you some opportunities. Yeah. I don't know. Um, do you remember maybe how many company agencies were when you started? I don't know. Because if it's five right now then <laughs> seven years ago how many there were maybe one or two as i found on the internet but uh, okay well yeah i'm not sure uh, i'm not so sure about that hmm. i'm not also uh, i don't know if it's good or wrong i'm not uh, really looking at what uh, others mm -hmm. are doing yeah my competitors you know? mm -hmm. and uh, i see sometimes I, I saw like uh, one competitor i've done a design that i received the the, re the design request Mm -hmm. Then I send back the quotation and they got a, never got an answer. And I see this project was done by another company. Oh, okay. But uh, apart from that, not... Uh, okay. I mean, the, the creative agency in Hanoi, they are not big names. Mm -hmm. Even myself, we are not big creative agency, uh, worldwide famous. But in Ho Chi Minh City, there is, I think, at least two, which are like quite good and quite popular, uh, okay. even in the international scene. Okay. Because uh, Ho Chi Minh City is like the capital, of, economic capital of uh, hmm. Vietnam. Okay. Where Hanoi is just like the political capital. Ah, so most, okay. most, of the, most of the stuff are happening in uh, Ho Chi Minh City. So I don't know if we can talk about that company. So I don't, I'm not going to tell their name, but you signed, uh, I think, a contract with them. So it's like one of the big international countries that yes, they correct. normally have like in Europe, US. And yes. Okay. Yes. This is like a, maybe a top 500 uh, fortune company mm -hmm. and uh, 
quite excited, quite happy. Mm-hmm. So still under uh, signing contracts. I mean, everything is settled. It's just like paperwork deal. Mm. But yeah, that's uh, quite quite proud to have this contract. You know, they nice. they were looking for a supplier in Vietnam, mm-hmm. and uh, we were the one they chose. So okay. looking forward to share with the. Okay. People should like uh, take you out on social media. Maybe they will see what's the company later on. Yeah. When I will do a design for them, mm-hmm. it will takes about one year until they release the product. So uh, okay. it will come so quite late you in need the portfolio. You wait for them to release first. Yeah, that yes. makes sense. <laughs> the same way, like for example, I, uh, I've done a contest mm-hmm. for DKNY, which okay. is a, a fashion brand mm-hmm. quite popular in the US and Europe. And I won a contest. It was one and a half year ago. Okay. They haven't posted yet, so uh, I cannot, so you cannot it. use it. Yeah, I cannot oh, no. use it yet. So that's very really annoying. Money. Yeah, like I can't wait to share it, but I have to. Okay, yeah, I had the same issue with Netflix. Mm-hmm. Normally, we didn't have like any. They didn't say like even one year or something. Normally, I couldn't share it, but yeah, I think after one one and a half year, we took like permission to. Okay start sharing and talking about it. But even if the movie is already released? So now uh, that's the the deal. Like if it's released, we can talk about it. Okay. Uh, but before we even... Even if it's released, yeah, you cannot. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that's bad because ours, our company is like uh, some uh, small, medium company. When you get a big name yeah, working exactly. for you, you, you cannot wait to share it to yeah, show exactly. that you can work for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for big companies and then you can't. So. Yeah. Sometimes it's a bit annoying, annoying. Where people can find you, what's where's the best place to, to find you? If you want online or offline. Like, online, yeah. <laughs> online, the best way is uh, our company website mm-hmm. or any kind of the social network. But the best way to work for me today still is uh, by email. Okay. So I know there is a lot of way you can uh, messenger, iMessage mm-hmm. or WhatsApp or whatever. But email is still for me the best as you can plan, you can write yeah, something yeah, yeah. big and take your time, take several days if you need to write it. Mm-hmm. And then when you receive it, for you it's the same. You have several time to read it yeah, and exactly. read it and you can take your time to reply. Yeah, when yeah. You, you work like this as instant message, sometimes you have message from your colleague, from your yeah, family, yeah, yeah. from your friend, from the client, and people are talking and mixing the conversation, yeah. you have the groups. And for me, like it's a, uh, really a pain in the uh, okay in the it's, it's a pain. <laughs> so email okay. is still uh, still okay, the best so i will have all the links when when is even when my with my staff mm-hmm. i still prefer to work with email because i okay. want them to take the time to write it properly and to prepare oh. and don't, if there is some very some small details some stuff i would text yeah, yeah but yeah. even if it's a feedback i still prefer to send them a proper feedback email mm. with, with bullet points yeah and they can keep it and they have it under their eyes it's not like if i send them oh and do me that yeah. and another message oh and that oh and that i think it's and also easier to find get lost like after a month scrolling back to the message we sent <laughs> you cannot do that no, but with uh, email easy i can just search and find it it's uh yeah way easier like one uh, one task will be one email and uh, so you can find it and reply to that yeah still for me the best cool so yeah, I will have the links and your email, everything in the description. All right. Um, 
your website with the music so people can go and listen to it. Sure. <laughs> um, one last thing that I do with everyone mm-hmm. is to ask uh, three fast questions. Okay. So you can answer with whatever pops in your mind. Okay. So the first one is like the best Vietnamese dish, uh, like food, everyone should try. Bun Bo Nam Bo. I don't know what this is. <laughs> it's like a uh, boom, so it's like uh, rice noodles okay. with uh, beef. Uh, nuts, salad, uh, and some more stuff, and okay. it's uh, in a bowl. It's very, very tasty. Okay. Do you have like it's um, not like a soup? It's just in the bowl. It's a, it's a not, it's not a full soup, but there is the the nook mam sauce, like the fish oh, yeah. sauce on the yeah, bottom, yeah. which mm-hmm. is a sweet one. Yes. And so you mix it and give the taste. Okay. Oh man, I should try it. I think I haven't tried it. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely try it. <laughs> okay. Also, the second one is a random thing um, that you are very good at. Maybe like not like design or not, not DJ, design or DJ. Like something maybe most people don't know. But something mm. random that you're very good at. I can do haircut. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Men haircut only. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Not really good, but I can do that. Man, I should tell you to <laughs> because I'm I'm used to have very short hair and now yeah. I'm I want to make it grow to, No, I, I feel it's very long. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not, but I feel like <laughs> because I have uh, two good friends who study uh, hairdresser. Mm-hmm. So uh I used to uh they used to teach me some stuff. Okay. And uh I also cut my uh, bear by myself. Okay. And uh also my hair, but obviously <laughs> it's the easy. <laughs> okay, nice. And last one, what is an under underestimated skill that everyone should learn? One thing that should be in school and mm-hmm. should be like mandatory is coding. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, probably the future, like they should really teach everyone to code. Mm. That's something, unfortunately, I don't know how to do. But today, when you know how to code, you can basically create anything. Mm. So that's something. Yeah. Never any, thought any, about it. Anybody should know how to code. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, think. I, I think I tried a little bit, but uh, it's the same. I tried. Very difficult. You need to study a lot. So. You need to study and it's basically learning a new language. Yeah. And every kind of coding is its own kind of language. So, yeah, so, too many languages. So, how many languages are you speaking? French, English, Vietnamese? And uh, a bit of Spanish. And Spanish. But okay. uh, I used to be better at Spanish. But now, since I moved in Asia, I'm almost not talking. So Okay. But if I go back to Spain a few weeks, I'm sure we go back okay. pretty quickly. Oh, as it's, it's quite close to French. So. Okay. Nice. So, almost four. Almost. Well, man, thank you so much for being uh, in the podcast. My pleasure. Really nice coming here in Vietnam, meeting you and also doing a podcast. It's yeah. amazing. Special uh, thanks to uh, Florian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who Florian is, I will have the link for his podcast. So go check it out. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, man. It was thank a you. pleasure. All right. <laughs>